Welcome to St James, a Scottish Episcopal Church in Leith, Edinburgh. This podcast features edited highlights from our hybrid service which was held on August the 29th, 2021. To find out how to join us online or in person, and for more general information, please go to stjamesleith.org.uk. This morning, um, the theme this morning is very topical: clean hands, clean hearts. Um, I think we should all have clean hearts if that's the case. We've been washing our hands rigorously, um, and we look forward to hearing Joe, who's going to give the re- reflection later on. Just to say, we have had a few uh, technological glitches this morning. One of the computers uh, isn't working, so we've got just got one screen. Um, which will be swivelling around, so forgive me, particularly if you're in church, if I have my back to you at certain times, because we'll be doing communion from, uh, from the front. So we'll start our service in, in the usual way. I'll bang the gong and have a moment's quiet, and during that time I'll light a candle in church and give you the opportunity to light a candle at home as a way of symbolising our connection together in, in Christ. Friends and strangers, welcome in the name of Jesus. We gather together with the grace and mercy of God. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Eternal God, maker of the skies above, lowly Christ, lover of the earth and its people, unfettered spirit, giver of gracious gifts, you are O hidden mystery, sun behind all suns, soul within all souls, in all we touch, in all we meet. You, you are among us. Terrors of your image, we come this morning to be reshaped, dependent on your mercy. Morning, everybody. Um, our first song is Jesus Calls Us Here to Meet Him. So whether you're at home, in church, you may wish to rise to sing. Thank you. 
now pray the collect for today together. Almighty God, May we rely on your strength and rest on your weakness now and during all our days. Jesus Christ, our Lord, Amen. By trusting in God's forgiveness, let us in silence confess our failings and acknowledge our part in the pain of the world. We say together, may God forgive us, Christ renew us, and the Spirit enable us to grow in love. Amen. We'll sing our Gloria this morning is from James 1 verses 17 to 27. Every generous act of giving with every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. In fulfilment of his own purpose, he gave us birth by the word of truth, so that we would become a kind of first fruits of his creatures. You must understand this, my beloved. Let, let everyone be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger, for your anger does not produce God's righteousness. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. But be doers of the word and not merely hearers who deceive themselves. For if any are hearers of the word and not doers, they are like those who look at themselves in a mirror. For they look at themselves and on going away immediately forget what they are like. But those who look into the perfect law, the law of liberty and persevere, being not hearers who forget but doers who act, they will be blessed in their doing. If any think they are religious and do not bridle their tongues, but deceive their hearts, their religion is worthless. 
religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to care for orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself unstained by the word. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Today's Gospel is taken from Mark, chapter 7, starting at verse 1 and going through various bits after that. (laughs) Okay. Now when the Pharisees and some of the scribes who had come from Jerusalem gathered around him, they noticed that some of the disciples were eating with defiled hands, that is, without washing them. For the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they thoroughly wash their hands, thus observing the tradition of the elders. And they do not eat anything from the market unless they wash it. And there are also many other traditions that they observe, the washing of cups, pots, and bronze kettles. So the Pharisees and the scribes asked him, Why do your disciples not live according to the tradition of the elders, but eat with defiled hands? He said to them, Isaiah prophesied rightly about you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honors me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching human precepts as doctrines. You abandon the commandment of God and hold to human tradition. Then he called the crowd again and said to them, Listen to me, all of you, and understand. There is nothing outside a person that by going in can defile but the things that come out are what defile. For it is from within, out of a person's heart, that evil thoughts come. Sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, envy, slander, arrogance, and folly. All these evils come from inside, and defile a person. Give thanks to the Lord for his glorious gospel. Praise to Christ our Lord. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for the gift of your word. And as we think on on the things that we have heard, open our hearts and our minds to hear you. Amen. Now, one thing that I have learned during this 
pandemic is that I didn't know how to wash my hands properly. Now, who knew that in order to wash your hands correctly, you would have to sing happy birthday? And that I wouldn't go anywhere without one of these. I don't know about you, but my hands have never been cleaner. So imagine my surprise when I discovered that hand washing featured in our gospel reading this morning. Picture the scene. Jesus and his disciples are eating together. And nearby, some scribes and Pharisees are looking on. And they notice that the disciples haven't washed their hands before they started to eat. They are so outraged that they complain to Jesus. Now, in response, Jesus doesn't mince his words. He rounds on them and he accuses the scribes and Pharisees of being hypocrites. You abandon the commandment of God and hold on to human tradition, he says. Well, there's not much gentle Jesus, meek and mild here. So what's going on? Let me set the context. All Jews praise God for the gift of the law. They believed that they were the only peoples to whom God had revealed his purposes. So for any Jew, the law referred to two things, the Ten Commandments and the Torah, the first five books of the Old Testament. Now, there are some detailed regulations in the Torah, but basically it set out some of the great moral, moral principles to which every Jew was called to live by. But around 400 years before the birth of Christ, a group of religious professionals, the scribes, began to define thousands of additional rules and regulations to cover every aspect of life. And that's what Mark is referring to when he explains, for the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they thoroughly wash their hands thus observing the tradition of the elders, and they do not eat anything from the market unless they watch it. And there are also many other traditions that they observe, the washing of cups, pots, and bronze kettles. Many centuries later, these rules and regulations were written down, and today we know them as the Mishnah. Now, underlying these thousands of regulations was the assumption made by the scribes that human beings are intrinsically unclean. And by that, I don't mean physically dirty. So this is not about hygiene because they didn't really understand about germs in those days. It was about ceremonial cleansing. And many of the rules was so complex and time-consuming. So, for example, you had to wash your hands in a very specific, detailed way before each course of a meal. Now, some of these rituals had become so extreme and so demanding 
that there were times when people found that they had no time to fill other, fulfill other obligations, such as honouring their parents or helping someone who was in trouble. Other rituals were so expensive that poor people were simply unable to keep them. And that's why Jesus calls the scribes and the Pharisees hypocrites. They were so obsessed with their petty rules that they failed to observe the things that really matter. Focusing on clean hands rather than clean hearts. Their law had become more about judging the community than serving the community, dividing rather than including. Now, apart from washing my hands incessantly during the lockdown, I've also used the time to catch up on films that I had missed when we lived abroad. And one that came to mind as I thought about this reading was this one, Chocolat. Now, you might remember that this is a story of a woman named Viane who wanders into a tranquil village in France in 1959 and shocks the townspeople by opening a chocolate shop during Lent. This little town in the French countryside is stubbornly rooted in tradition. The residents have a rigid understanding of right and wrong, of how they are and are not supposed to act. Every week, the pews in the church are full. All the townsfolk know that where they should be on a Sunday morning, though some are sleeping through the sermon. Imagine that. And as they enter the season of Lent, they practice penitence and self-denial, at least publicly. But for all their piety, this little town has forgotten how to offer grace, to practice compassion, to extend welcome. Until the north wind blows in a restless soul and breathes new life into this stuffy little town. Vianne and her daughter aren't much for social convention. Vianne was never married to Anouk's father, which she doesn't hide despite the gossip that ensues in 1950s France. And she dresses in bold colours. She wears off-the-shoulder tops and she does not wear black shoes like the other mothers and she refuses to go to church. And then there are the things that really offend traditional sensibilities. Vianne takes in a woman fleeing from an abusive marriage. She welcomes the river rats, the bargees, whom the rest of the town shun as soon as they dock at the riverbank. And, of course, there's the chocolate shop. Her warm hospitality and decadent treats tempt the townsfolk to break their Lenten fast. Some view Vianne's blatant disregard for tradition with curiosity, others with disapproval. But the town's mayor sees Vianne and everything she represents 
as a threat. He is something of a 1950s Pharisee. He flaunts his piety, making a show of denying himself even basic sustenance during the season of Lent and expects the citizens to follow, follow suit. He mounts a smear campaign, bad-mouthing Vianne and her chocolates until the villagers are too nervous to set foot in her shop. Vianne is not the only target. When the bargees from the river show up, the mayor leads the charge to boycott immorality, as he calls it, so that these unwelcome guests will get the hint and move on. With every whispered remark, he makes it clear who does and does not belong in this community. The mayor is on a crusade to preserve tradition and to protect his village from everything that might corrupt or defile. But just like the leaders of Jesus's day, he has become so fixated on religious ritual and social custom that he has lost sight of God's law. In his quest for holiness, he has forgotten to love to, how to love God with his heart, soul and mind and to love his neighbours as himself. So it is Vianne who embodies the gospel of Christ. She is the one who practices hospitality and welcomes those who have, who have been cast aside. She models generosity and treats neighbours with kindness. And through her example and her care, families are reconciled, outsiders are included, and the community comes alive. The wind that blew Vianne into this tranquil French town. Some might call it the Holy Spirit. It inspires the whole community to become more loving, more joyful, more faithful to the commandments of God. Now it's true, we don't live in first century Palestine. And we don't live in a fictional French town in the, in, in the countryside of, of France. When I think today's stories show us how easy it is for us, even today, to lose sight of God's law of love in the way that we live out our daily lives. Now, I don't know about you, but I see this COVID pandemic as a bit of a wake-up call, a time to take stock, to reflect and start anew. So now that we have our hand hygiene sorted, perhaps it's time to concentrate on our heart hygiene, clean hands, and clean hearts. Perhaps it's time to take some time to allow the Holy Spirit to blow in and examine our hearts, to rid us of all that might be blocking the arteries, 
be it outdated traditions, attitudes, assumptions, prejudice, or anything else that may get in the way. And may the Holy Spirit inspire us to practice generosity, to offer compassion, to extend welcome, and give us the grace we need to seek God's ways and to, to remain faithful to God's law of love. And may we join with the psalmist who says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Amen. Thought we might uh, do something non-traditional and base the prayers around a lovely short poem by Caroline Duffy called Prayer. So Elspeth's going to read the verses and I'll say a few words in between each verse and then she'll read the whole poem at the end. Uh, so just, there's no responses. So just relax, close your eyes, uh, meditative state and we will come into some sort of prayer. Prayer by Caroline Duffy. Some days, although we cannot pray, a prayer utters itself. So a woman will lift her head from the sieve of her hands and stare at the minims sung by a tree, a sudden gift. Faced with all the sorrow of the world, some days it seems impossible to pray. We have trouble coping with the sadness and troubles in our small neighborhood. How can we carry the burdens of Syria, Afghanistan, Haiti, the impending doom of a climate emergency, the pandemic, the deep wounds of political and religious divisiveness? So, Together we lift our heads from the sieve of our hands and tune into the bird song outside, knowing that God loves and cares about all creatures and all souls, from the soul of the kindest care worker to the coldest Taliban fighter. So we lay our unrealistic burdens down and share the yoke of Christ, which is easy, and his burden which is light. Some nights, although we are faithless, the truth enters our hearts, that small familiar pain. Then a man will stand stock still, hearing his youth in the distant Latin chanting of a train. Some of us saw someone known to us Maybe going through a long, dark night of the soul. God, help us and them to see that even in these times, or especially in these times, you are standing close by, silent and unseen. That it may only be in hindsight that we realize that you were there. And that there was an important transformation going on in those dark times. A work of healing a revelation, the shedding of an old skin, a death and resurrection. 
pray for us now. Grade one piano scales console the lodger looking out across a Midlands town. Then dusk, and someone calls a child's name as though they named their loss. There is tremendous loneliness. We pray for the lost and lonely ones. We pray for one another. We ask for prayer. We ask to be remembered. We are good thieves saying, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. We open our hearts to you, revealing our heart wounds, our remorse, our secret longings and regrets, our despair, our loss. We lay all this before you and hope for healing, or perhaps just for the comfort of a grief shared with one who knows what grief is all about. Some days, although we cannot pray, a prayer utters itself. So a woman will lift her head from the sieve of our hands and stare at the minims sung by a tree, a sudden gift. Some nights, although we are faithless, the truth enters our hearts, that small familiar pain. Then a man will stand stock still hearing his youth in the distant Latin chanting of a train. Pray for us now, grade one piano scales. Console the lodger looking out across a Midlands town. Then dusk, and someone calls a child's name as though they named their loss. Darkness outside. Inside the radio's prayer, Rockhall, Malin, Dogger, Finisterre. Light in our darkness, comfort and joy breaking through the sorrow, a hiding place from which we will never be turned away. You are with us to the Finisterre, to the end of the earth and beyond. In and through and to your name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Let us give thanks to our gracious God. The blessing on our heads and on our houses. Blessing, blessing, of God. God. blessing in our coming and going. The peace peace of God. God. A blessing in our life and believing. The love of God. And a blessing at our end and new beginning. The arms of God. God. Bring us home. Amen. Amen. Amen.